0: Alright, we're talking about artists getting played, bro. Yeah, artists artists getting played. So like perfect examples, like what happened with 50 Cent, right? Uh-huh. 50 signed a deal with Columbia Records, right? In the process of being signed to Columbia Records, he 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 links up with Trackmasters, who at the time was a real big duo, you know, as far as production. Right. So they take him under the wing and they go up somewhere in the mountains or whatever and they record all these fucking songs for the album.
1: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: 50 Cent gets shot nine times, so now the label is like, yo, we don't want to deal with this dude, so we're dropping him from the label.
1: Right, Columbia.
0: Right? we're dro- Yeah, we're dropping you from the label, we don't want to deal with you, we don't want that violence around us, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Some way out of the deal, 50 gets paid $60,000, right? Right. To, to get let go. Like, here's 60 grand, see you later, you're on your fucking own, bro. Right. Right? Now, he was one of the lucky ones that the label just didn't hold in limbo. They, like, paid him and was like, get out of here. Like, whatever. Right? So out of that 60,000, he owed Jam Master J money because Jam Master J was the was like the the middleman of uh-huh. the deal cuz he was signed with Jam Master J and then they ended up getting a deal with Columbia. Columbia yeah. So now I got to pay Jam Master J to get out of the rest. Of, so I paid Jam Master he paid I think he paid <laughs> Jam Master J like $50,000 or whatever it was. So, now he's, so, he, so he's got like $10,000 left and he goes back to the fucking block. Right. He's back in the hood. Not a a recording artist, whatever, whatever. So he starts slaying drugs. He starts slaying crack, whatever the case may be. Right. And he just starts doing mad mixtapes and killing the streets with the mixtapes. I remember that, yeah. And then then the label started another bidding war. Like, oh, this dude got shot nine times. He's got a hell of a story behind him. He got dropped from Columbia Records. So now they on his dick and they want him back. Now they want him back. So so I'm sure Columbia might have been in that bidding war, along with a whole bunch of other labels, and, and, and somehow Eminem and Dr. Dre was like, nah, we, we want you, bro, and we're going to treat you right over here, right. we're going to give you a million dollar advance, Here's, this is just for your pocket, mm. you do what you got to do, they drop an album, the album goes diamond, so 50 doesn't have to recoup, any. all that money's recouped, that shit is recouped immediately right immediately you know what i'm saying like the first fucking month or first two months sales they probably recoup that whole deal you know what i'm saying but a lot of artists don't have that luxury what happens is they get caught in limbo or they drop a project the project flops the labels like we spent three million dollars and you ain't recoup no money so you owe us xyz so that's why today labels don't do that no more they're like we're not putting out all that money to see maybe you're going to be a star right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. they're like no nah, you got to come through the door now with a fan base with your with you know you know how to record you know how to perform you're doing shows you got a team of people around you that right. that make your machine run right. now we'll invest some money in you
1: and basically distribution that's it right that, that's, really that's really what, what it is Distribution and marketing, right and see day.
0: that's why even back in the days when master p got his 85%, 15%, or 80%, 20% deal yeah. that he had with Priority Records, he was like, I don't need you motherfuckers for anything. I don't need you to help me record. I don't need you to help me get shows. I don't need you to help me market my brand. I just need you to distribute my fucking records in places that I can't get them to. Right. That's it. That's all I need you for. And when you, get, and when you walk into a deal like that, and you have all the pieces in place that makes your machine run just the way you need it to run right. all you need is the distribution, that's it that's, that's that's all you need, which is why a label like Empire is perfect, perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, because it's like okay, you already got a fan base, you already travel, you already do shows, you already do all this shit, yeah. you just need a wider fucking audience to hear your music that's where we come in <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so the game is so fucking different than what it was 10 15 20 years ago
1: but here's my question so before we even started recording this thing we were talking about how you know an artist could have five million dollars worth of a budget and then two three years later down the road just kind of get shelved or get let go right and then say all right we gave you an advance even though you still didn't make it, you still owe us that 500k exactly. So, here's the thing <laughs> like, within the span of that two, three, four, five years, why can't the artist just say, I'm gonna break this contract because I'm still kind of hot and I have a buzz right now, even without the label?
0: That's what a lot of artists would like to do, or when that happened to artists back in the days, when that situation, when that scenario happened. Artists would have loved to just been like, yo, I don't, if the label, if you're not going to drop my record, let me go. I still got a buzz. I'm hot in the streets. I could release mixtapes. I could do shows. That's why the mixtape game was so big. I could
1: be independent underground.
0: Exactly. And that's why the mixtape game was so big in the 90s and the two, well, not even the 90s, more like the 2000s is when the mixtape game was real heavy. Late 90s.
1: Like 98, 99 was
0: probably yeah. You know, but it, yeah, 99. I mean, it was they were out there. But they but the mixtape game took off in the two thousands, where it was crazy, where artists were just dropping mixtape after mixtape after mixtape because they realized, okay, I can put music out there without a label,
1: and people will still and people listen, will
0: still and listen, and to, listen to it, and, and they'll, they'll still come to a the show, show. They'll come exactly. to my show, and they'll see me perform. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's when the real the real independence started in the industry was with the mixtape and then the industry caught wind of that and they were like nah you can't do that you can't release music if you're signed on my label so 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 then another way to try to fuck the artists they were like no you can't do that so they started they started they started going after people legally for for samples that were used on mixtapes because those samples were never cleared to make actual records but they never made any money "Quote unquote," made any money off the mixtapes, but they did. You know what I'm saying? Artists made money off if they print, if they pressed up five thousand mixtapes and they went and sold them to Joe Schmo on the corner for two dollars a piece, right. and he sold them for five dollars a piece. Yeah. They made money off those mixtapes, yeah. so they were making money off of samples, off of songs that they used that they never got clearance from. So the labels started saying, "Nah, you can't do that, bro." It's like undercut, right? Yeah, you undercutting us. Same thing with like when Napster came out. And started doing downloading of music for free And the labels weren't getting paid Right So they had to find another way to fuck the artist You know what I mean? And even now to this day Streaming services fucks the artist You know what I'm saying? You get... A fucking billion streams And you get paid Whatever it is Say like, just, like
1: ten dollars You get like, Let's just say it's A hundred thousand
0: dollars Yeah stream. Let's just say so, you get A hundred thousand yeah. dollars Because you got a billion streams Right Like if that was a record Or a physical CD That was being released And I sold a billion singles Right
1: That'd be like five billion dollars <laughs> Like I would
0: long. make I would make I would make Way more money You know what I'm saying I would make way more money yeah. than yeah. But But uh, once again The labels found a way To fuck the artist <laughs> You know, that's why the independent game is so huge right now where artists are like, you know what, if I make a hundred thousand a year or two hundred and fifty thousand a year, why do I need you as a label? Why do I need you? I don't really need you to to make my money like I can make a million dollars in a year without you. (laughs) So why would I want to sign to you and give you some of my money? So what happens nowadays is you have labels that that'll do publishing deals or they'll do 50 50 joint venture deals where it's like okay we'll we'll absorb 50 percent of the cost but we want to we want to obtain 50 percent of the profit you know what i mean okay. and sometimes those deals work out for artists then you got your 360 deals where the labels want a piece of everything they want a piece of your merch they want to, if you do acting they want a piece of that like some of these deals don't make any sense you know they don't make any sense because the artist is already doing all of this shit for themselves You know, so if it's like if you're not bringing anything to the table as the label, why the fuck do I need you? But see, they didn't want us to learn all this shit. We learned all this shit through trial and error (laughs) and seeing artists from the 90s or the 2000s that are broke now or struggling now because they didn't learn this business back then. Right. You know, or even like a a De La Soul has an argument thing going on with Tommy Boy Records because Tommy Boy owns all of their masters to their early works so their first three or four albums or however many albums it was that the label owns that they don't own that shit but now that you're 50 years old you need that shit because your first work is usually your best your best shit so people still stream that they still download that you still do shows based off of that first early works so you need to own that which is why you see a, a person like hove was like, whatever deal he had to make, whatever business deals he had to make to, to buy back his masters, he did that. LL Cool J, same thing. Yeah. Bought back his masters well, because, because... they
1: knew when they're 50 or 60, that, yeah, that's man. It's still going to be hard. And
0: this is what my, this is what my family's going to eat off of for the next 100 years. Yeah. like People are going to still be sampling my music. They're still going to put it in movies. They're still going to put it in commercials. They're still going to do all this shit, so I own it. So now that I own it, I can pass it down to my people. You know what I'm saying? And the label doesn't own it anymore. That's so the difference. Ownership. That's the difference. Ownership is the yeah. difference now. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy, man, how the labels just get away with shit, man. That's so crazy. <laughs> I didn't even know
1: it was like that. That's, that's Yeah, crazy.
0: man. Yeah, that's man. It's it. happens. It's a An fucking racket.
1: Be back and be like, you ever man, seen the movie, I guess, you know? You
0: ever seen the movie you've seen the movie Ray before, right? Ray yeah, Charles? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. So you remember when Ray went in and was like, Well, someone's gonna give me 75%. Uh, yeah. And they was like, Well, Ray, we can't match that deal. He's like, Well, I gotta go. Like I can't. I, but but that, and then he goes that, straight to the
1: radio so he goes straight to the DJ, right?
0: <laughs> at that time, at that time, those at that time in the sixties or seventies, whenever that was, that was unprecedented. That was unheard of. Nobody yeah. was getting a deal like that. But Ray finessed, he was a businessman. He finessed his way into a deal like that. Where he got more money than any label would have given him at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So, it just goes back to knowledge. You have to have some knowledge of how the business works before you walk into something and sign your fucking life away. And that's what happens to a lot of artists. They go in and they sign their life away at 17, 18, 19 years old. And then by the time they're 30, they're like, wait a minute. I could be making so much more money off of my early shit that came out because that shit still... It's right. a lot of play But you know? I was just having fun I, I was, was having fun Right <laughs> I was having fun And they offered me a million dollars And I took that And I ran through it In, in nine months You know, <laughs> you know what like, I'm saying Okay <laughs> <laughs> Now it's like Wait a minute The money doesn't slowed up Yeah, You know You're not as popular as you were uh-huh. You know You still have a fan base But you're not dropping an album That's selling crazy copies In the not first anymore. week Yeah You're not doing that so now they start to look back, and they're like, "Damn, maybe I shouldn't have made that deal." Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe
1: I should have waited until I thought I was ready. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. So and
1: it's, and it's okay. I think I think that's something that maybe, I think that's something that maybe nowadays people are starting to understand a little bit more. It's okay to wait until you're ready. It's yeah. not. It's not like necessarily something that you have to rush. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. You, yeah. You can definitely. You can definitely wait until you feel like your business is in order and shit like that. But that should be one of the first things that artists should do. Like, but artists are so. They're so hell bent on being an artist. Like, I want to be an artist. I want to be on stage. I want to perform. I want people to cater to me and look at me like I'm a big fucking deal. Like that's what most artists want to get into this game for. That and to make the money.
1: Right.
0: You know what I mean? They're not thinking business-wise 20 years down the road or they're not even thinking business-wise 10 years down the road. Say you get into a car accident like early on. Like 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 the DOC who used to be down, you know, with Dr. Dre, released one album. He released one album and then he got into an ar- a car accident and crashed and crushed his fucking larynx right and he
1: didn't have any money saved
0: that. so his his voice was already destroyed so now your career as a rapper is gone right it's dead there's no way you're ever going to be a rapper again did
1: he have any insurance right? on his voice well i
0: don't know what i don't know if he had any insurance or anything but he's he's okay like he's doing but he, he still did a lot of work with Dr. Dre throughout the years yeah, still right. wrote, he probably still ghost wrote a lot of stuff yeah. cuz he was a great artist he was a great MC you know what i mean so he still found a way to make money but the point is supposed only thing he knew how to do was rap right and he and, you know, like say he had a ghostwriter and he had his, his career gone. Nothing Man, just like that. Just like that. Yeah. Nothing left to do. And that's what I mean, I think
1: I think a lot of I think a lot of artists are getting smarter in that sense. You know, I th- I think they're thinking, OK, like even even somebody like Lonnie, you know, who, who might just be a producer. But she's thinking, OK, like I want to produce. But at the same time, like I also want to do camera work. You know, right. I think a lot of artists are starting to. Yeah. You know um nowadays into different media yeah nowadays <laughs> artists
0: artists ain't just artists man they they do they they want to do a little bit of everything they want to be a part of the video directing process they want to be a part of you know the production process of the music that they use you know what i mean like they want to be a part of everything you know what i mean whereas years ago you know you was just the artist, and the label would come to you and say, well, we'll provide producers, we'll provide the studio, we'll provide the videographers, we'll provide all of this stuff for you. Right. All you got to do is just make music. That's you what you focus on. You make music. Right. You make music and, and, and focus on performing in front of the camera. That's what you do. We'll even have people teach you how to perform and all this, but then they don't tell you that on the back end. You got to pay for all of that shit. Somebody's paying p- for that shit. So you got to end up paying for that shit. It's gotta, so then when you, when you sell some records and the artist goes to the main man and he's like, yo, I sold two million records, man. Why I ain't got no money? Oh. Well, you you owe us for uh, (laughs) exactly (laughs) the length of my arm. Like like we had to pay for all of these things. So, as a matter of fact, (laughs) exactly. As a matter of fact, you still owe us some money. (laughs) <laughs> you know and here you are touring for the past two mm-hmm. years off of a off of a, a million selling album you've been touring the past two three years and you ain't got no bread you broke you, as fuck you're
1: here like this yeah and you broke so now, now you, you have to make
0: records. now you have to make another record you're now you're you're entitled to do whatever the label says because you owe them money and it's just it's just a straight up fucked up cycle man mm. so that's why that's that's the that's the biggest thing about ownership and and you know, artists and management and artists versus labels. Like, that's the biggest thing to me yeah. about being independent is that you don't have to deal with that shit anymore. You can control your own fucking destiny.
1: Yeah, you know true. what I mean? You have to, I mean, no matter what game you're coming into, you have to come in with confidence. And I think that's what it is, you know? I think, honestly, a 360 deal is, is probably
0: the best deal. I don't know about that. It depends. It depends for because, an artist for an artist who doesn't really have a team okay, around him.
1: But, but what do you think? What do you think three hundred and sixty like means? Because I'm thinking to 360. me three
0: hundred and sixty means everything. It means they get a piece of your merch. It means that they get a piece of your music. If if you do something else outside of that, they get, a, get piece a piece of that. Of yeah, but that's
1: what putting in fifty percent. Or are they putting in hundred percent
0: on a three sixty? It depends on the deal. So if, it they're, putting on the deal. if, if they're,
1: they're putting in fifty or seventy five, even if they're putting in fifty, that's
0: more like a joint venture. In- that's a partnership. If you're putting in fifty and my people and my team are putting in fifty, that's a partnership. That's a joint venture deal. That's not a. That's not a. That's not a, a three sixty deal. A three sixty deal is is exactly what it says. Three hundred and sixty degrees. Whatever you do as an artist, we get a piece of that.
1: Right, but what percentage are they putting right. in at that point? Cuz if they put if it's I a 360 think, deal and they're putting in 50%, then that's not bad. But if it's a 360 man. deal and they're only putting in 10%, then at that point I don't it's know. Like, I would
0: never I don't think I would ever sign a 360 deal no matter how lucrative it was up front because that means that the label continuously gets a piece of everything that I do. I just wouldn't do that. But like if I'm going to be a, if I'm going to tra- if I'm going to transition and go into being an actor, after being, a, after being a musician, I don't want you to get a piece of my acting money. That ain't got nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with music. It's a totally different genre. Yeah, but if
1: if they're putting in money for you to walk in the door, that's basically what you're paying for. You're just paying for them
0: to let you walk in the door. Yeah, but I don't need you for that. I don't need you for that. I don't need you for that. Once I become a a music artist to a certain level, I can walk into any door that I want to. I don't need you to get me into the door to do an acting job. I can just take acting seriously like another craft and I can go on auditions on my own. If you're coming in with a portfolio already... If you're
1: coming in without a portfolio and you're uh, like, let's say, a Sprite rising star, right? And Empire gives you, offers you 360 and they say, all right, we're going to do it for three years. Right. And we're going to give you 50%. Right. See, that's not bad. That's not bad. If
0: they structure a deal
1: that way. You can structure the terms for sure. Like three 360, 360 can't be more than seven or ten years. It has to be yeah, some type it of could stance.
0: be. I see. See, I don't know. I I really don't know as far as the structure to three hundred and sixty. I I do know, I do know that early on labels were signing artists to to ridiculous deals. Like like LL Cool J's first deal was for ten albums with Def Jam. It was for ten albums. That shit is that shit makes no fucking sense. So it was ten
1: albums, not like seven fifty. No, it was ten like- albums.
0: Like we, you're you're beholden to us for ten albums. Whatever the negotiation rate was for those ten <laughs> albums is different. And over the years, he probably renegotiated things and so on and so forth. Once he learned more and yes. had a lawyer, like, you know, re reevaluate re- shit. But he but he fulfilled <laughs> the deal though. <coughs> he did 10 albums, and all of those albums were released on Def Jam. He did more than 10 albums, but they were released on Def Jam. So, but that was him being loyal to Russell Simmons and right. Def Jam because they started his career. So, he was like, "Look, instead of getting into a big legal battle, let's sit down at the table and let's make this amicable for everybody. Right. Me being the artist as well, you know what I'm saying? Because right. I want to stay. I want to stay. Yeah, I want to yeah. stay here. Yeah. I'm the first art I'm not well technically the second, but the second artist on Def Jam Records that <laughs> that blew up and took this label, you know, nationwide, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, man, there's just so many different ins and outs, man, that the game is just so funny, which is why, the, the, like, the whole independence thing for me just, it speaks volumes, man, if you have a strong team around you, bro, about what you can do. There's so many artists out there right now that's eating independently, making more money than they've ever seen in their life, you know what I mean? Hopefully, they're doing the right thing with that money, reinvesting it, buying some property, do, you know, doing things that they, that you would want to do, it, you know, if you got... You know major amounts of money Yeah talking about wealth not rich Yeah you know what I'm saying And and, and there's artists that you do that for the rest of your life That'll never sign a major deal They'll never sign a major deal But they'll constantly release music whenever they want to They'll be able to go on tour whenever they want to you know, like that's, look, that's, shows that's, that's, they want yeah, to. that's the beauty of, that's the beauty of the whole independent movement, That's the man. beauty of the
1: change, huh? That's the beauty yeah. of the independence thing. It's like, that's the beauty of it, bro. It's a different type of pressure, because when you have the cog and you have the machine behind you, it's like, all right, you got to do it now, you got to do it here, you got to, you got to do it this yep. way. And it's if like- you don't
0: release albums that sell millions, you're considered a flop. Right. Like if Taylor Swift comes out with an album and it only sells 500,000 copies, she's considered a flop. Right. You know what I mean? Now, she's got a label that's got a machine behind her. She's at the point now where she's made enough money, she don't have to recoup anything. But, you know, she probably comes out of her own pocket to pay for a lot of shit so that she doesn't have to worry about owning the label at this point. You know what I mean? But who knows what her first deal looked like? Who knows what Christina Aguilera's first deal looked like? Who knows what Britney Spears' first deal looked like? You know what I'm saying? What what fucking Usher or Chris Brown's first deal looked like? Like, who knows? what they what they ended up having to owe the label or if they broke even or if they made it, you know, recouped everything on the first go round. Who the fuck knows?
1: Or if they still they still Or if they still or if the label
0: is still getting a piece of everything they do. Who knows? Sometimes I think about that for us. Yeah. You know? You know, like if you sign a deal for seven albums and you've been, you've been recording since you was 18 And now you're 30 And you've only released 5 albums so you, you still owe two, 2 more <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like just think about that Just think yeah. about that Like you know 10-15 years of your life You could be locked into this label Owing them X amount of dollars Whereas you could go independent And say okay well I may not sell a million albums On every time I release an album But I do sell 200,000 Right. And all that money comes to me.
1: And I'm investing in that money. Yeah. So really that two hundred thousand is more like five million. <laughs> exactly. no
0: one needs to know about. Because that. nobody need you don't need to know about that and that's my money and I can I can reinvest it in whatever I want to.
1: And maybe I'm working a part time job at C V S <laughs> that's the beauty of the independent. I'm just saying, yo, that's the the independent <laughs> thing
0: is so beautiful, bro, like because it just opens up so many doors. But then again, the major shit is major. You know, like you're not going to get on the Grammys and you're not going to get on the American Music Awards or the MTV Music Awards, you know, as an independent unless you make a really, really big statement like a like a Chance the Rapper. You know what I mean, who did something so independent, so dope and ended up winning 3 Grammys offer of some independent shit you know what i mean like and that's but that shows people that shows people that are independent that it can be done right it can be done it's that's been true. done it can be done whereas 10 years ago labels would have been like no nah, that'll never happen right you'll never make it to the grammys you'll never even sit in the fucking audience and then people would be like yeah you know
1: what? you're probably right you're probably you're right, right. You're never, all right
0: it, i'll it, do whatever right. you want me to do <laughs> yeah right but now yeah. but now we don't have to fall for that okie doke you yeah, know what i'm saying seen it. yeah we've seen it done You've seen people that proved you wrong Like no, I'm not signed to you Or to a major or whatever And I've made these waves And I've made these connections with people That have put me in a different Not only in a different tax bracket But in a different bracket as an artist You know what I mean? Just as an artist, just as a personality There's
1: a different way of
0: thinking Yeah, a way of life, I yeah. Think you know So it's it's crazy man it, it's, it's crazy how, how shit used to be As opposed to how it is man You know, but that's that's record labels versus artists or, or independents versus artists, you know. Um, yeah, man, that's that, that's that's crazy, man. That's definitely definitely something to to think about. You know, if you if you choose to be an artist in today's climate, yeah. you know, about what you can achieve and what you can achieve. You know what I mean? Like the sky's the limit. You just got to have a team around you that helps you get to that limit. You know what I'm saying? And then I think once you get to that limit,
1: you also need to have a team around you that tells you, Okay, now we're here, this is
0: good, but like where do you want to go from here? Right. You know, what can we do now? Exactly. You know, what comes next? What comes next, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and the natural progression of, of a lot of artists is to is to is to is to create a label and and bring up newer artists. You know, go into acting. Or go into acting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But naturally with rappers, you know what I'm saying, with hip hop artists, the predominantly most of us come from the hood and they're like, yo, I want to bring my people along with me. So now that I've made it, do you have some talent? Can you rap? Can you do graphic work? Can you do this? Can you do that? So they want to put a team of people around them that's doing something. Like we talked about this with the entourages right. where you have people in the entourage that don't do jack shit. Right. All they, You got the knockout guy in the entourage. He just want to knock people out. Right. Like he wants you to get into a fight. So he can protect you and knock somebody out. Uh-huh. No. If you got a dude like that, send him to school. Teach him how to be security. Teach him how to be, you know, if he's not a felon, teach him how to be licensed to legally carry a weapon. And then he can be your security. You know what I mean? Like, teach him how to do that. Don't just let him be like the dude that knocks people out. Because yeah. <laughs> you're not in the neighborhood no more. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're not getting into a fight at the roller rink or at the arcade or, or, or at the corner store. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't... <laughs> you got to grow you got to grow with this shit yeah, you do you know you got to grow with it man so to all you artists out there man just just take heed man learn your surroundings man learn learn what it is that you want to do what 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 image that you want to project and and how you want how you want your business to be handled you know what I mean that's what it really boils down to you know and ask yourself do I need a label or do I not need a, need a label you know if, if, is me being independent enough you know what I'm saying for some people it's not Some people want to be on that big, grand stage. You know, they want to be Jay-Z. They want to be Kanye West. They want to be Taylor Swift. They don't want to just be the average artist that's making $200,000 a year doing what they love. You know what I mean? Which is more than a lot of people making a regular 9 to 5 doing what they love. (laughs) Or doing what they hate. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to weigh your options and ask yourself what's, what's, what's beneficial to you as an individual. You know, what do you want? and you also got to ask yourself what's worth it. Yeah, what's worth it? Is it worth selling your soul to be on the biggest stage in the world?
1: Hold on now. Everybody always says you have to sell your soul to no,
0: be No, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just I'm using I that do. as a I'm using that as a as a, just as a cliche. <laughs> but it's not but some artists I think in the past some artists have really sold their fucking soul. Like they ended up broke with nothing after 20 years of releasing you know, chart-topping music. And in a way, they sold their soul, but they didn't know they did it.
1: Yeah, the time passed so quickly that
0: before they knew it. Yeah, they didn't know they did it. But then you got to ask yourself, like, I I look at it in terms like this. Ask yourself the real question. Like, okay, if the devil came out of the sky today and said, yo, give me your soul and I'll make you a superstar. Would you do that? Ask yourself that question. Would you do that? And if the answer is no, then you got to look at every outside entity as the devil. And you got to play, you got to play the game. You got to, you got to play the game that's going to benefit you the most, you know, whether that means signing with the label or not signing with the label, you, you're the only person that can answer that question. You know what I'm saying? Because all the label's going to do is dangle something in front of your face and say, hey, come on and get it. Right. Like you're a fucking guard dog and they're waving a piece of steak at your ass. (laughs) Like, come and get it, come and get it, motherfucker. And as soon as you bite, they're like, we got your ass now, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You know? But if you look at that steak and be like, man, I don't want that steak, I want shrimp and lobster, bro. I've actually been craving a little calamari <laughs> lately. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's true, you definitely have to be wise. You
1: have to be like, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think in a lot of ways, you have to be very introspective. I mean, you have to really know what you want, what you're going for, but at the same time, you also have to understand like, number one, what is gonna sell? And number two, what is going to feed me? Right. Those are two very different things. Right. At the end of the day. Right. So I think once you have a grasp on those two, then it's a little bit easier to, you know, answer that question: Is it worth it for me? Yeah. Or what? What
0: is worth it? Yeah. But I, I look at it like this too: If you're doing what you love to do and you're making waves doing it, you know, I think making five hundred thousand or making a million a year is 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 better than. Giving away a piece of your art sometimes You know what I mean? I agree with that Giving away your art And and not having any ownership of your art Like, fuck that Like, you're gonna make You're gonna tell me I can make 10 million in the next five years When if I do it by myself I'm only gonna make 3 million Or 4 million in the next five years I'll take the 3 or 4 Because I know over the course of 20 years You know, I'm gonna own all my shit Right, 3 or 4 is gonna be 50 You know, so the 10 million You're offering me up front now I'm gonna make that it just may take me a few more years to do it, but I'm going to make that regardless. And then who, are, who knows? You may pop off to a point where you're so big that the labels come chasing you, which is what you want nowadays as an independent. You don't want to have to go to the label. Mm-hmm. You want to wake up one morning and see text messages or phone calls from your manager or whoever your peoples are in your circle that's like, yo... So-and-so trying to get at you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Electra, wanna, I mean, um, Atlantic want to get at you. Mm-hmm. Or fucking, you know, Def Jam want to get at you. Or, or whatever. Capital. Or cat, whoever. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, they want to sit down. Oh, you want to sit down with me? So that means I get to walk in there. Like, I get to walk in that room like I own that room. And I get to fucking make... I get to pretty much set my own price. Right. And if you don't want to deal with that price... I'm perfectly fine walking out of here without a deal because I'm already making enough money to support me and my family. I guess what you're saying is
1: you basically have to go in at the point where you feel comfortable enough to make a request. Yeah,
0: exactly. Where you can walk in there and sit down and say, look, before you even start this, I heard Chameleon there talking to this about Dame Dash the other day. And he, was talking, he, was saying, he said he actually did that. He went into the labels and he was going into major labels. He was one of the hottest dudes in the street at the time coming out of Texas and he... Went into labels and he told them, look, I'm perfectly fine leaving here without a deal. So whatever you're about to throw at me, you might want to amplify that like four or five times because I'm perfectly fine walking out of here without a deal. I can go right back to where I'm from and I can still make enough money where I don't need you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might put me in a different tax bracket, but but, but at what cost? Right.
1: <laughs> Basically, you're saying, I'm okay, but if you want to make a little bit more money, then
0: give me a little bit more. Yeah, give me something that I can feel comfortable about to sign on a dotted line with you. You know what I mean? Because if you're just trying to play me and you want to snatch my ownership and all of that, I already told you I'm perfectly fine and leaving now, here without a deal. <laughs> it's like, at this point, look,
1: I'm going to just give you a little bit of money for X amount of years and we'll be good, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, it does. Like, it does. I, know, I know you just want me because you know that I'm gonna make money for you. So exactly, I'm do this for this long, and then
0: we'll shake hands. Exactly, but see, if you know what you're walking into, it's easier to make a decision. What happens with a lot of artists is they walk into these deals and they don't know. So that so first of all, they're already signed to a management deal with somebody. Right. Then they then they they, they may be signed to an independent label. That label has to go in and get a deal with a bigger label. So now you got two, three pockets in your fucking... Two, three hands in your pockets already. Mm -hmm. Before you even really blow. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is artists blow the fuck up. And then they realize, well, wait a minute. I don't really need three hands in my fucking pockets. So now comes the lawyers and it's like, well, we got to figure out a way to get some hands out of my pockets. Because there's mad people eating off me that's not doing nothing. Right. But... (laughs) It's a it's a topic and it's a it's a story that could go on forever. This is the essence, man. We like to get into these conversations. If you got any comments, anything, man, you know, Drop get below. Yeah, get at us. <laughs> you know, get at us, man. You know, validated magazine, validated radio at Tent TV at the other CB
1: no, actually, it's just back to
0: Candido. Bousquet oh, it's now. back to oh, it's back to at Candido Busquet. That's yeah. B O U S Q U E T. You already know what it is, man. You can get at me at, at KB Tindall. This is the essence, man, and we out.